This is the Two Fish Podcast, where we try to keep biblical truths simple. Your hosts, Nick Burt and Aaron Apple. That's right, we are back with another episode. I feel like I say that every time, but it works. It's a great intro. Thank you for coming back to the Two Fish Podcast. It, hopefully, you're getting this right away because you're subscribed on whatever platform you're listening to, and you get a notification right away that we are have a new episode. So this week, we're going to go back to the Bible, the B-I-B-L-E, and we are in Luke. Last week, we're in Luke 14. We're going to go back to Luke 14. We ended in Luke 14. We are in 13, 14. This week, we're going to go back into 14 again. Correct. And just kind of continue off where Jesus where Jesus left off is where we're going to leave off here. Um, for context, Jesus is still at, last week, we, he had sat down with some rulers and Pharisees and talked about how they threw this unclean guy in front of him. He had dropsy. It was clearly a setup. We're, we're, we're still in that scenario. This isn't the next section in the Bible, but if I can get my Bible in the right place. I'm in the ESV, and Aaron, you are in the... NIV. NIV. Do you think that's weird that we read from different translations? No, I'm used to it because our Monday night Bible study, yeah. uh, everybody's in different translation, and sometimes it's like... Uh, are you reading the Bible? <laughs> <laughs> but it's also nice because you get to hear other translations, right? And there'll be a word, and you're like, "Oh, yeah, yeah," like dropsy. dropsy. So you use that, which in yeah. mine, I think it was swelling, swell, <laughs> which makes much more sense, much more than, sense than yeah. dropsy. All right, Luke 14. We'll start in verse seven. Now he had told a parable to those who were invited when he noticed how they chose the places of honor, saying to them, "When you are invited." by someone to a wedding feast, do not sit in the place of honor, lest someone more distinguished than you is invited by him. And he who invited you both will come and say to you, give your place to this person. And then you'll begin with the shame to take the lowest place. But when you're invited, go sit in the lowest place so that when your host comes, he may say to you, friend, move up higher. Then you will be honored in the presence of all who sit at the table with you. For all those who exalted themselves will be humbled, and those who humble themselves will be exalted. Then Jesus said to his host, When you give a luncheon or dinner, do not invite your friends, your brothers or sisters, your relatives or your rich neighbors. If you do, they may invite you back, and you will be repaid. But when you give a banquet, invite the poor, the crippled, the lame, the blind, and you will be blessed. Although they cannot repay you, you will be repaid in the resurrection of the righteous. So again, context, he's sitting with these rulers. He's already, they've already tried to trap him in this healing on the Sabbath. He totally blows their trap apart because they know what's right, that this man's healing is more important than these rules they made up. So he's sitting there and he tells a parable to those who were invited when he noticed how they chose. So he walks in to this meal and they decide they choose this, the way they're sitting down. I, I imagine a long table, the high rabbi or high priest or whatever is sitting at the top. Maybe the guys who owns the house, he's sitting at the top and then they start filling in these seats down the row. Right. And I imagine, I don't know in my picture, they put Jesus near the end. That'd be just my, maybe, maybe they had him higher because he was a special guest and they were trying to trap him. But the further down you got, the less important the people were. I I can't think like you. They put them at the end because they were 
they were so full of themselves that they're going to sit in a, in a hierarchy. If you're not in that hierarchy, you're down yeah. for the table. Cause you were a friend of a friend right. who happened to show up. Right. The head, the head honcho does not, yeah. does not care about you. Yeah. He doesn't want to talk to you. So basically verse seven, he, Jesus is noticing how they are sitting. Verse eight, when you are invited by someone to a wedding feast, do not sit down in a place of honor, lest someone more distinguished than you be invited by him. A couple things jump out at me. The wedding feast. My thought process when I started this was, why did he say the wedding feast? Why didn't he just use the example that they're in, in that room? Hey, when you sit down like this, don't sit, a, don't sit up here. But he uses a wedding example. Do you have any idea why he does that? I, actually, I do not. I didn't even... I guess I didn't. So when in the Bible, um, in Matthew is a good example. I can't remember the verse verses off the top of my head, but a wedding, Jesus always refers to a wedding. And even in Ephesians, he says, the husband is like Jesus. The wife is like the bride. He always, always mentioning a wedding. He's always mentioning this union. He's using it as a foreshadow of reunited with him in glory one day. And so this wedding feast would, would symbolize that. After you have a wedding, typically you have a feast. And so he's referring to, in my research, this is kind of what he's hinting at, is that he's using this as an example to say, for us then, for when we are invited to the wedding banquet, not to sit, so to get there, let's say, not to assume that we're some awesome person and then we get there, realize, hey, we're not as awesome as we thought. We're not as honorable as we thought. We're not this like we thought we were. And then we're going to end up at the end of the table because the least of these, and we'll talk about that in a second, we're down here and he moves them up here because of how they react, how they lived their life here on earth. I don't know. I just thought that was kind of interesting. That is interesting. I guess I'll share it at this point. Why not? The thing that came to my mind, I went to, it was a, an Amish banquet after a wedding. Okay. And the guys sat in one room. Yeah. It might've just been a dinner. Okay. Might not have been. I don't know. It was like a, it was a big meal. I remember that. It was really important. I had to dress up, but all of the men sat in one room and it was like the elders down. So all the, the elders were kind of like at the head of the table and then it kind of went down the row. And when I'm reading that, that's what I picture in this scenario. So it was all the men, no women. They're like in a different room or cooking, but the men are, I remember it being like they were in a definite Definite order, and I was <laughs> not I was Amish. not part of that order, <laughs> but I was like ten years old. But I remember that because I was like, oh, "That's weird. Why aren't like yeah? Why I can't sit by my mom?" Oh yeah, that's true. <laughs> you know yeah. So, but that was what I pictured in this. But yeah. I the the for the wedding and you know our relationship with Jesus and that marriage yeah is is what they're describing with. Think, why he chooses a wedding feast. I think that's why he's, he's foreshadowing things to come for his disciples that are there too. Okay. Um, and maybe we'll do an episode on that, where you find that wedding feast and what he's talking about. So that's verse eight there. Lest more distinguished than you be invited by him. So I think it, that verse eight is talking about, hey, don't think more highly of yourself than you are. Yeah. Because you, you, you sat down at that high spot. Turns out, there's always a bigger fish. There's always someone that's more important, more that's better than you, more righteous than you. Somebody always smarter. Always. Wiser. Yeah. And I, I don't think that's a bad thing either. That's maybe a little off topic, but 
always having smarter people around you. If if you're the smartest, I just had somebody tell me this. If really? you're the smartest guy in the room, go find a new room. There you go. That's good. I mean, that's good life. Hey, yeah. you're going to be stretched. You're going to learn from right. the smartest people. But if you are the smartest person in the room, you got nowhere to go. Or you're thinking too highly of yourself. That's true. You, you think you're the <laughs> smartest person in the room. Which I think that's what this is talking about. Yeah. Like, don't walk into a room and think yeah. you're the you're the bee's knees of the of the room, you know? Yeah. You're not the, the greatest person in there. And the Bible talks about being the least of these. And I think these people have, are in these positions here on earth that give them that higher seat, like the high priest and the owner. They're in those higher seats here. But I think he's saying in the future, the least of these are going to be bumped up. Yeah. When he talk, when he talks about, I feel like we just talked about that. When he talks about, ser- yeah, when we talk about serving, we're called to be servants, not to be the master here on earth. When you're a servant, you're eventually, like we talked about in that episode, go look up that episode, but we're going to be exalted above that because here on earth, we did our job here on earth and we'll get our blessing and our reward later. So interesting stuff. Yeah. I I guess with that, you he's sitting down with the Pharisees, right? Mm-hmm. So he's saying potentially in this that, uh, once again, we are not biblical scholars. No. So we are just your average Joes trying to to walk through the Bible and uh, how it plays out in our life. He's sitting there with these Pharisees, the, the Jews, the Israelites, and he's telling them, don't put yourself up here. There's some other people to come. Yeah. And they're going to come before you, which are the Gentiles, the the you and I's. He's telling the Israelites, like you're not you're not accepting me. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm here right now, and you're refusing me, and you're trying to put yourself up here on a pedestal where you don't belong. And the Gentiles are going to come before you. Yeah, I did read something today that chapter thirteen was about the place in Luke where Jesus turned his attention from the Jews to the Gentiles. You're not getting it. I came for you guys, but you're just not getting it. I'm moving on. He did come for all of us, but now he's moving on to the Gentiles. Right. And so probably in this point in story, when they're sitting down, because he got asked, you know, he was, it's not probably where he wanted to be either. Right. But I think probably this story, which would probably infuriate me if I was one of the Pharisees, is if I was there, he just, he just healed this guy on the Sabbath. And then he turns away from me towards maybe his disciples that are there and says, let me tell you guys a story about humility and about being lesser. And yeah. I'm, and I'm in that spot and I, I'd be, I'd probably be furious. Oh, yeah. What is this guy trying to say? Who does he think he is in my house? Exactly. Well, that's, that's Jesus in your house. <laughs> you definitely don't belong in that chair. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Verse nine. And he who invited you both will come and say to you, give your place to this person. And then you'll begin with shame to take the lowest place. So basically, yeah, that's what we were talking about. You you sat yourself at a high place or you accepted maybe a spot at the high place and you thought, hey, this is where I'm at. This is where I belong. But then someone else walks in the door in this situation. The owner of the house saw that, oh my goodness, so-and-so is here. Looks for a place to sit him, sees you and says, ah, I need that seat. And now my ver- my Bible says, begin with shame to take so that's like the walk of shame. You got to get up in front of everyone. Everyone sees what just happened and they go, oh. Yeah. Mine reads, then humiliated, you will have to take the least important place. Humiliated. That's humiliated. good. Humiliated. That's good. I mean, yeah. that would be what it would. Yeah. And you're going to 
You're going to walk in there. You're going to take the chair you think you deserve. Somebody's going to walk in and say, uh, you're, you're not at that level. We got to move you down, down to the end. This here's, I'm going to tell you something about me. I don't even, I don't think I've ever told you this. I have an, a, I'm going to call it a phobia for a second that there's something on my back. All right. That there's, I don't know, maybe something happened in my childhood. I have no idea. Did you get kicked a lot when you were a kid? No, that there'd be a sign on my back that kicked me. <laughs> no, but like there's either some hair or something on my back, something, a piece of gum. I don't know. I sat on a chair that there's something on my back. And one of my biggest things is walking. I, this is one of the reasons I hate being late is because you have to like for church example, as a kid, if we would walk in late, you had to walk from the back towards your assigned seats. You know what I mean? Not assigned, but that's where everyone sits. Right. And your, 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 your seat, you have to walk past all these people and their attention turns from whatever there is to, to you. you. And it's this thing. Oh my gosh. Everyone's looking at me. There's something on my back and I look stupid. That's a fear that I have even to this day. That's why I'm never late for anything. Or I hate being, I would rather not go at all. There's been weeks for church. We're going to be late. We're not going. We're not going. Let's go to breakfast. My wife, a couple of weeks ago, this happened. We were running late. I don't remember what happened. My wife was re- dressed up, beautiful, ready to go to church. I said, we're not going. Oh. We're not going. We're going to be late. We ended up going to IHOP or something for breakfast. Like I, I struggle with that. So in this scenario, in the Bible here, Oh, that would be horrible. You'd be devastated. I would be, you'd get called out. Everyone sees you get called out. You stand up and you walk down to the end of the table. Hopefully there's a seat for you there. Yeah. And you're not having to go sit with the people serving the meal. Oh, that's funny. I'm getting a little bit of anxiety just talking about it. Yeah. Why don't you turn around? Everybody wants to see your back. There's nothing on my back. <laughs> I, I, to this day, I'll ask my wife, is there anything on my back? We'll be sitting in church. There's someone behind me. There's something on my back. Oh, that's funny. Anyway, go ahead. Verse 10. Verse 10. But when you are invited, take the lowest place so that when your host comes, he will say to you, friend, move up to the better place. Then you will be honored in the presence of all the other guests. So that's the reversal of what we just talked about. Right. Is is walking into the room and not thinking you're the smartest guy in the room. Yeah. Not going to the head. Not needing that attention of, because, you know, someone that commands the room, all eyes are on them. Someone at the highest part of the table, people's eyes are on them. Understanding that's not you and sitting where you, maybe even you don't, maybe you should be sitting up there, which in this case, the guy did sitting down here, but taking this lower spot and then allowing someone to recognize you deserve to be a little further up. That'd be an honor. So rather than be humiliated, again, everyone's looking at you and saying, oh, nice. He's yeah. moving up. Yeah. Why is that guy moving up? Yeah. What would he do? Who is he? What's the Two Fish podcast? Yeah. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> why are they moving up in ranks so fast? Oh, there you go. It's because they're because people are leaving five-star reviews and sharing it. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> Little plug there. <laughs> yeah. It, the reversal is going to happen. I mean, that's basically what he's saying. I'm going to, Jesus is saying, when you think less of yourself and you can go to the end of the table, I'm going to use you yep. and you're going to be paraded in front of others. And yep. they're going to start asking, who are you? Why is he acting this way? Why does he get to go yeah. up there? 
Why is he appointed to, to that position? Why is why are all these good things happening to Nick Burt? Yeah. Like, what's he doing? The problem with that is when we think that way, okay, I just got to wait, and then I'll be exalted. It might not happen here on earth, and that's not that's not a bad thing. No. When you get your reward here on earth, that's where you get your reward. And sometimes that's hard because it does feel good to be honored or to be lifted up or to be, you know, oh, look at him. He's done a good job. That feels good to us. But when we get that here on earth, that's where we get it. Yeah. We're not necessarily going to get it in heaven, which is where we want to get it. Right. Feels good now for a season, but then you're going to leave the party and people are probably going to forget about you. But when we get our reward on in heaven, it's for eternity. It's always going to be there. Right. So don't expect a reward here. Wait for it there. Fight for your reward when you get to heaven. Yeah. Not the one here. Again, not going to be easy to do sometimes. Do you think there's going to be like a line up there and like Mm -hmm. two fish podcast? We'll like, we'll get, we'll, (laughs) no, I don't think so at all. (laughs) We'll get like a, we'll get like crowns as we go and no, no. (laughs) Chad's going to say, how many subscribers? Nah, <laughs> I just screwed us. <laughs> oh, there funny. went all my humility. Yeah, humility. That's what we're talking about tonight. Verse 11. For everyone who exalts himself will be humbled, and he who humbles himself will be exalted. Basically, that's what we're saying. Humble yourself, and eventually you will be exalted. What does it mean to be exalted? Lifted up, put on a high pedestal. Okay. I don't know. Placed in a place of honor do you think we'll do you think we get exalted here on earth as well as in heaven Uh, as we follow as we truly follow jesus do you think he uses you yes i think we will get some exalt exaltation that's the word here on earth the and i don't think that's here's my thought i don't think that's necessarily bad to be seen and praised for something i think that's where a humility comes in to understand this isn't me. This is God. And then B, we don't let pride sneak in because Ooh, he, God that, does put us in different that places. P word. The P word. God does put us in different places for a reason. And we're to be used in those places we're at. And some places are low and some places are high. But I think the P word pride would be the heart issue there. Yes, you are being exalted because you're a pastor of a 10,000 people church. But are you letting that get to you? Are you having a pride issue there? Look at me. Look what I've done. Right. Or are you allowing God to have the benefit of that? The glory. The glory. There you go. Yeah, I think pride is a huge thing there. Yeah. I think pride gets in the way of our humility. Absolutely. For sure. Especially for guys. Yeah. I think guys would struggle more than women. Might be just saying that because I'm not a woman, but but I think that men deal with that. I I would say so. I think... I think it's hard to be humble in our daily walk and not and give credit to God in everything. Everything you do, good, bad, the ugly, whatever. I often picture this as we're God's chessboard, right? We're his pawns and there's a king, there's a queen, there's you know, you got the knight, you got got all these different pieces and he's shuffling us and using us according to who our different gifts and our abilities and yeah. and where we are with our humility and he will exalt us and disexalt us if we get too prideful and mm, push us down a little bit. Yeah. That's where my thought process went with this one this week. I like that. So I think that 
in my mind, we have a little bit more. When I think of the chessboard, I think of us not having the ability to choose things, which is a whole another podcast episode. But but I like that analogy where there's pawns and there's kings and there's queens. And he uses us. He uses everyone. Yeah. You can win a game with a pawn. Yeah. You can win a game of chess with a pawn. And I think that's where he calls us to be, is be servants of the king and queen, so to say. We're at verse 12. Verse 12. Then Jesus said to his host, when you give a luncheon or a dinner, do not invite your friends, your brothers or sisters, your relatives or your rich neighbors. If you do, they may invite you back, and so you will be repaid. But when you give a banquet, invite the poor, the crippled, the lame, and the blind, and you will be blessed. Although they cannot repay you, you will be repaid at the resurrection of the righteous. You're throwing together a big banquet. Okay. It's a wedding, right? You referred to this as a yep. wedding earlier. Yep. Don't invite your family and friends. Invite all strangers. <laughs> you tell your wife, your future wife that. We're not inviting our relatives. Yeah. Good luck. <laughs> Good. Uh, Good luck. That's fine. If you're that guy out there right now planning your wedding, I want you to go to your wife and be like, we can't invite any of them. Luke fourteen twelve says. <laughs> invite the poor, not the rich. Because don't, don't tell them two fish podcasts said to do that. <laughs> Please. <laughs> but that's you're always gonna that's that's yeah. your go to list. Yeah. It is. And I don't think that he's saying never invite family. I think what he's telling you to do is reach outside your circle. That's where my mind goes with this. Because and here's why. Your relatives, your friends, your rich neighbors, you're gonna be with them. You got a you're a circle of people. I'm gonna invite them. But then someone else is going to get married next week and they're going to invite me. And I think in my mind where he's going with this is that's my repayment. I think he's saying you need to do things out of love. We can talk about agape love, which means doing it without expecting anything in return. Right. You're, you're doing things for other people, knowing that if, you, if, I, if I invited you over for dinner, I know in a month or whenever we have time, you and Amanda are going to invite Bailey and I back over. When you have friendship like that, that's typically what happens right you go to each other's houses that's how it works scratch my back i'll scratch your back there you go so not that there's anything wrong with that but when he calls us to do that for other people that we maybe don't know the crippled um the poor the blind as the examples that he uses if i go to some guy on the street and say hey the soup kitchen and i take him to the soup kitchen and i serve him soup he's not gonna be able to repay me and i think that is I, I was able to bless him through God. I'm doing it through my service to God. But he's not. I know he's not going to repay me, and that's where the heart issue is there. I'm just going to go back to the wedding okay. because you, you plan a wedding, right? And then you get to go register for the gift registry. Ah. And tell me that the whole time you're doing that, you're not thinking about the guests you have on your list and like, oh, this person could potentially buy that or this person. That's true. I'm going to, you know what? I don't want that one. I want the next one. That's I'm true. Like, I want the the high dollar one. I want to put that on my gift registry. Yeah. What if you didn't have a gift registry and you just said donate it to the to the poor and the needy? Knowing that you're not going to get anything from it. Yeah. That the poor and the needy are going to be taken or, care of. Or is the point of your wedding so you can receive a bunch of gifts? Is, is, that, is that not what we're talking about here? That's Our it. relationship with Jesus. Are we in this so that we can receive a gift? Or are we in it so that we can gift Jesus with 
multitudes of followers. That's good. That seems like a very humble way to do life, which is kind of what we're talking about here. Having humility, understanding it's not all about you. It has nothing to do with you. We're the nobodies. We're the pawns. It's what we're supposed to be. But I know when I was planning our wedding or we were planning our wedding, like that that thought was going through my mind as I'm like, who's coming? Like, (laughs) should we have another (laughs) registry list for a certain amount of people? (laughs) Right. Let's go to that other store. Yeah. Maybe. So are we, are we doing these things to bless ourselves or are we trying to bless others? Yeah. Again, to the guy that's getting ready to be married, don't go, (laughs) don't go do that. Well, you can, but talk to your future wife first. Yeah. Talk to your wife first. Holy cow. Yeah. I mean, I think that's what he's saying there. Bring you, bring your neighbors together and do a a community event for, I I know of a neighborhood that is looking to go to Costa Rica and build a a house or a school or, or something down there. The neighborhood is coming together and doing a couple of fundraisers and then they're going to go down there and build a house or that's sweet whatever the community needs so are you using those gifts that you have will you be blessed here or blessed in heaven verse 14 and you will be blessed because they cannot repay you for you will be repaid at the resurrection of the just and your says at the righteous yeah. which basically is someday when we're with Christ in heaven that's when we'll get a repayment that's when we should want our repayment. Yeah. And that would, that's a super humble thing to do because it's so easy to want things right now. We live in a right now society. Yeah. And it's so easy to want that glorification or that um, exaltation we talked about. It's so easy to want it now because it feels good. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with feeling good to an extent. So don't need it right now. If you get it, great. Thank God for it. But don't expect it here. Don't expect to be repaid. When you get it, share that, you know, the only reason I'm here is because of what God has done for me. And that's, that's why I've moved up the corporate ladder. That's why I've, I'm, I'm following God. I'm, if that's the case, I mean, you got to give, give the glory to God. All right. Well, hey, that's the next section of Luke 14. That's a pretty good one. I, I, the word that pops out then is pride humility and being prideful we need to have a whole episode on pride and i know i know of a specific guest that we could use that has so much to say about that so maybe we'll do that episode here soon if we could talk them into coming sounds good to me we hope you enjoyed this episode walking through the bible we really enjoy it head over to our facebook page um, you can find this episode, the live video that we did. Um, feel free to drop some comments in there. Let us know. We asked, you know, what does being exalted mean to you? Or how do you define that? Um, are you a humble person? Or do you tend to like the glory that you get from doing things? Where are you at in your walk with Christ? Join us next week for another episode. Make sure you're subscribed so you know exactly when that episode comes out. And we will see you next time. Thanks for tuning in to the Two Fish Podcast, where we try to keep biblical truth simple. Make sure you go check out our Facebook page and our Instagram page. Hit those like, subscribe, and share buttons, and make sure you keep coming back.